Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to Wednesday night. So excited about what God's doing in the earth today. Things look bad all around, but God's still on the throne, still doing wonderful things. And I'm telling you, he's up to something good, always up to something good. So you should be thinking that way too. Amen. Well, tonight I'm going to talk to you about (laughs) something I've uh, talked about a lot over the years is uh, over in Romans 12 too, this whole chapter of Romans 12. I love it. But uh, about renewing your mind, you know, the whole kingdom is about change. When we get born again, that's just the entrance into the into the kingdom. Now it's about changing all the time. And so tonight I just want to uh, renew some things, re-talk to you about some things. Probably heard these messages, messages like this before or similar to this. But we're, in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about Romans 12 because it talks about renewing your mind, being more like Christ. That's what we want. We're to be conformed to his image. That's what we're supposed to be. We're not to say status quo. After we get born again, we're supposed to move forward into the kingdom, learning more all the time, growing more all the time in the things of God. And it, in this chapter, it talks about it, renewing our mind, and it talks about the, how to behave like a Christian. You know, there's, there are uh, ways that we're supposed to behave now that we've been born again. How, you know that? We're not to live like our old carnal self and the way we used to be, we're changed into that very image of Jesus Christ. So we'll begin to read tonight, and I'll be reading, uh, I may, I'm not even sure which way I'll go, but I'm going to talk to you first about Romans 12, 1 and 2, and then next week we'll start on some more. Um, Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is a reasonable service. You ever think about that? We're, we're to present our bodies as a, as a, as a sacrifice to God, where, where we're not to live like we used to live. We're not to have the same habits that we used to have, especially the bad habits. And we're supposed to be, uh, conform ourselves into his image. And it says our reasonable service. <laughs> Sounds like reasonable. That means it should be the uh, one of the easier things we do. It should be up front right away. Amen. But then he then he goes on to say, "Don't be conformed to this world." How many of you know most? I won't say most. That's that's a big statement. A lot of Christians are still conformed to the way of the world. And I must admit, there are times I'm conformed to some of the ways of the world. But he said, "Don't be conformed." the way of the world, especially now, my goodness, if you look around, you can tell what's going on in the world today. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And if we're not careful, we can slide right into it and be deceived into think like that, like the world thinks. And we don't want to be that way. Amen. But it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I, I like to think of it this way. Be continually transformed. <laughs> being transformed. Like you started out, but you're being transformed. This is a journey, my friends. Christianity is a journey. We don't stop. And unfortunately, there's too many people that get uh, born again. They go to church and they think that's all there is to it. 
But listen, there's more to it. We're to be transformed into Jesus' image. Amen? Be like him. <laughs> we don't, the old saying when Michael Jordan played, be like Mike. No, we don't want to be like Mike. We want to be like Jesus. Amen? And so in order to do that, what do we have to do? We have to renew our mind on a continual basis. This word right here is what we renew our mind to. And, and when we do, we can grow in faith. We can grow in stature and grow in the gifts that God has given us and begin to fulfill the plan and purpose he's given us to us. So, but if you don't, you'll continue to be the old person. You'll continue to be born again on your way to heaven. But you'll be, uh, you won't be like Christ and you won't be able to do what Christ has called you to do here on this earth. It says that... Why, why is it that we need to renew our mind? Well, here's what it says. That you may be prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How many of you want to know the will of God for your life? You know, the will of God is not, okay, I got born again, I'm on my way to heaven, and maybe I got this gift and this ability, and, and I go perform that way and I live my life this way. No, the will of God is a continual thing. To walk out that full and perfect will of God. Amen? Uh, I think many times we, we get stuck on, and, and it almost becomes religious. And we don't want to be religious. We want to be free to do what God's called us to do. Amen? And we do that by the renewing of our mind. And listen, how, how can people, you know, I, I've thought about this before. How can people sit in church 10, excuse me, just had Jimmy John's a little while ago. <laughs> but how can people sit in church 10, 20, 30, 40 years and not change? Be the same. Now, listen, I'm not talking about, um, um, how do I want to put this? Uh, never have a, a, a revelation, a newer revelation of who Jesus is. Never have a new mindset. Never, never uh, growing. Just attending. Listen, we're not to just attend church. We are to be the church. We're called to be like Jesus, doing what Jesus called us to do. Listen, he said that we would do work, the works that he did, and even greater works. How can we do that if we don't renew our mind to what he says? Amen? Amen. Hearing sermons and uh, doing religious, uh, religious motions will not change our life. We have to renew this right up here, our mind. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, or chapter 4, verse 22, it says this. Uh, Paul's talking here, and he says this, uh, verse 22. Put off the old man concerning your formal conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Not only do you renew, renew your conscious mind but you renew your subconscious mind and and listen what does that mean that you do things without even thinking you you renew your uh, subconscious or what the what the um, oh the i think the, the psychiatrist and the psychologists call it your limbic system where it's your subconscious so it causes you to do things you don't even think about i used to smoke cigarettes don't shut the tv off just because of this uh, that was years ago, my friends, and thank God, years ago. And But you could light up a cigarette without even thinking. 
Well, why is that? Because it's in the back of your mind. It's in the subconscious of your mind. Or have a cup of coffee or do something. Maybe you got a, a habit that you don't even think about. You just automatically do it. Well, you got to be renewed in that area too. You got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind to where you don't even think about that anymore. Or what do you what do you begin to think about? Oh God, I begin to think about the things of God. I begin to do what he asked me to do and I begin to walk it out and then when trouble comes, what do you do? You go immediately to the things of God. You listen to the voice of God. You get in his word. You know what his word is saying so you can overcome. Amen. Another thing I was thinking about today, I was talking to somebody, and, and if we're not careful, if we do not renew our mind, we can be Christians, but we can have a conflicted mind. And many times, uh, over in Hebrews, it says you can be uh, given a root of bitterness. You know, have you ever known anybody that's a little bit older or even younger that they're, they're complain and, and, and are critical of everything that goes on? Listen, my friends, if you're not careful when you do that, you can have a, become a root of bitterness. It's very difficult, and I've known some people as they've gotten older that to have that. So we have to be careful ab about not renewing our mind because we need to do it. And not just positive thinking. I'm talking about renewing our mind to the Word of God. It's the Word of God that puts us over in every situation. It's not just positive thinking. There's a lot of positive thinking people that aren't born again. But we are. And we have now have the mind of Christ. Replacing, listen to this, replacing our, our beliefs and attitudes and our thinking picked up from our parents, our teachers, media, with, uh, with God's thoughts from his word. That's what we're to do. Replace those. Take those old thoughts out and begin to put the new thoughts in. Amen? Amen. And how do we do that? By just what I said, by reading this word, making choices to read this word. Uh, Contra uh, taking uh, our thoughts that are contrary to the Bible? Do I keep thinking uh, my old thoughts or am I going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind? Now, we have to know that life is a choice. We make choices in life. What are you choosing to do today? Are you choosing to read the word and seek God? You know, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He didn't say uh, part-time uh, uh, seekers. He said those that would diligently come in after him strong. Listen, it's so easy to get complacent in this day and this hour. And God is, I believe he's stirring us as a church, as a body of believers. And when I say the church, even not necessarily people that just attend Living Word Family Church. I'm talking about the church at large. He's stirring us to this day. Come on, be like, be like my son. <laughs> be like Jesus. Be like the one that gave his life for you. And then begin to stand in the gap and begin to pray for others. You know, listen, my friends, we're, we, have, we have an obligation <laughs> and a responsibility to continually renew our minds to think like God thinks. Amen? So we can do what God calls us to do. How many of you know there's going to be a day, and we all know this, that we're all going to stand before the presence of Jesus? And he'll say, why didn't you do this? And he'll say, well, I didn't know to do that. And he says, that's because you didn't pursue me. If you pursue him, he'll begin to show you what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to live, how you're supposed to behave, what you, how you're supposed to witness, what you're supposed to say, when you're supposed to do it, all those things. But you can't do that. Uh, listen, you don't get in shape by watching 
uh, infomercials on how to uh, get in shape, right? You got to get out and do it. <laughs> and that's what the scripture tells us over in James, be a doer of the word. Get in, get in the word of God, begin to renew your mind so you can do exactly what God wants you to do. Now, you know, the word of God is based, or your life is based on how you think. Over in Colossians chapter three, there's a good uh, uh, passage here. Colossians chapter three is, says this. I'll get there in just a second. If you have your Bibles, which you should have, Bible, Bible. If you were risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Are you risen with Christ? Have you been born again? If you haven't, you need to call on him tonight. He's an equal opportunity to Savior. Amen? And then he says this, set your, th set your mind, hallelujah, a mind is a terrible thing to waste and lose. Amen? Set your mind on things on above, not on the things of the earth. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Well, what's it going on to say? For you died and your life is hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also, will also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. He said, you make the decision. You decide. Set your mind on things above. Now, we can't go around and say, I can't help it. I can't do it. God has never commanded us to do something. He hasn't given us the ability to do it. Can I say that again? God has not commanded us to do something that we don't have the ability to do it. He's always given us the ability to be and do what he says to do in his word. Amen? Amen. And you can't go and say, find an excuses for yourself. You know, um, we can all want to make excuses for things. When things happen, maybe things that maybe accidentally did something, but we always want to find an excuse. But there is no excuse for not renewing our mind and getting into the presence of God and setting our mind on the things of God. Amen? Now, if you don't want to be the way you've been, <laughs> you've got to change. And then one first thing you have to do in order to change is say, I don't want to be this way anymore. I want to be more like Christ. I want to be more like what he says, the word says. And so, but we have to do it by own will, our will. We can make the decision to change, but if we don't, we're going to continue living like we used to. Amen? We must continually renew our mind. Must press on every, uh, press down every thought that's contrary to the Word of God. You can find that over in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, uh, about putting down attitudes and thoughts and everything that's contrary to the word of God and putting on the new man, amen? Put on that new man. Put on that, that new uh, uh, thoughts of life that he gives us because now we're a new uh, uh, again. But he says pulling down the strongholds or the thoughts, the attitudes that are such a grip on your life and mind that even though you don't want to think the way you do, you can't help it. Put that down. Put that down and say, no, my attitude, <laughs> attitude is a big deal. There's an attitude of faith. Are you going to, your attitude can make you or break you. I, I remember I probably said this before on here. John Maxwell writes a book called The Attitude, uh, The Difference Maker. And the difference maker is your attitude. Attitude in life, an attitude, an outlook on life. Attitude towards God, attitude towards the things of God. Now, one man said, wrote it like this, your attitude colors every aspect of your life. 
It is like a mind's paintbrush. It colors the attitude of your life. And then it goes on to say, it can paint everything in bright, vi uh, vibrant colors, creating a masterpiece. Or it can make everything dark and dreary. You've been around people like that? Every nothing is ever good. Nothing is ever satisfying. That's dark and dreary, my friends. It is the vanguard of your true self. Its root is inward, but is inward, but its fruit is outward. It's your best friend or your worst enemy. You ever think like that? It is more uh, more honest and consistent about you than your words. Hallelujah. It's your outward look based on past experience. How many of you know past experiences need to be washed away sometimes? Old, uh, carnal, un, ungodly uh, 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 ways need to be pushed away. That's what the renewing of your mind will do. You, you know... Uh, if you ever wash dishes or you have a, uh, say you have a, I've used this as an example a long time ago, but take a, take a, a pitcher of dirty water and, and you want to change that. Well, you don't just change it by pouring, pouring it out. You change it by putting something clean in. So you can begin to pour that clean uh, thoughts in and clean, uh, renewing your mind and cleaning those things. Next thing you know, it begins to wash all of those nasty old dirty thoughts away and you begin to walk in the newness of life. Amen? That's, that's the way we're supposed to be. Goes on to talk about attitude. It is what draws people to you or repels them. <laughs> Most people don't like to be around people with a bad or wrong attitude. Isn't that true? Goes on to say it never, it, uh, it is never uh, uh, content until it's expressed. It is the librarian of your past. It is the speaker of your present. It is the prophet of your future. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. If you got a bad attitude, a wrong attitude, hadn't renewed your mind, guess what you're going to speak? You're going to prophesy your future and it's not going to be what you want. There is not a single part of your current life that is not affected by your attitude. Your future will definitely be influenced by the attitude you carry with you from, uh, from today forward. What's your attitude towards God? What's your attitude towards life? Amen? Is it, is it I want to serve God. I want to know him. I want to get to know him even more. Is that your attitude? So, well, I go to church. You know, I, I, I walked the aisle a long time ago. Oh, well, I go to prayer once in a while. You know, I, I do just barely get by. That's what you say. Well, listen, what's your attitude is going to change. Uh, your attitude will change or make your life good or make it not so good. Over in the Proverbs 23, 7, I was actually talking to some people that I don't know how, they don't, they're not necessarily Christians. Isn't it amazing how you can, we get to talking about, things about your life and how stress and, and life can be overcome by, you know, all the carrying on is going on in the world. And I said, yeah, you know, the scripture says, as a person thinks, so are they. You ever think about that? That's how you are. As you think, so are you. How do you think? How do you think? What, what, how, what's your attitude towards the things of God? What's your attitude towards God and, and, and his word? Amen. This Bob Conklin says this, What's your thoughts? <laughs> it's about thoughts because your attitude, your thoughts are going to control your attitude. Here's what he says. I can make you rise or fall. I can work from you, uh, uh, for you or against you. I can make you a success or a failure. I can control the way you feel and the way you, 
that you act. I can make you laugh, work, love. I can make your heart sing with joy, excitement, elation. That's one way the attitude can help. Now, you can't do that to my thought if you don't have the thoughts of God in your heart. Or I can make you wretched, dejected, morbid. I can make you sick, listless. I can be a shackle, heavy, attached, uh, burdensome, or I can be as the, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I can make dancing, bright, uh, uh, fleeting, lost forever unless captured by a pen or a purpose. I can be nurtured and grown to be great and beautiful, seen by the eyes of others through action in you. I can never be removed, only replaced. I'm a thought. I'm a thought. Well, where do we get our thoughts? Our thoughts are comes from this word. Amen? Who writes this word? The Holy Spirit. The power. Uh, uh, God. Jesus is the word, but the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. Amen? So we got to know. We got to change our thoughts. The sum of all your thoughts comprise your overall attitude. So what are you thinking about tonight? Over in 2 Corinthians, it talks about uh, we, we to have a spirit of faith. Well, we got to have an attitude towards ourselves. How do we think about ourselves? Who would we say we are? Every thought shapes our life. It's like a seed planted. What are you planting in your life? This word is like a seed. You plant it in your heart so you can uh, produce good fruit. Amen. If you don't, you won't have good fruit. What are your thoughts about you? Amen. Second Corinthians 10 uh, verses 4 and 5 reads, uh, talks about pulling down strongholds and every thought that comes hinders you. I'm talking to a man yesterday and, and you all know him if, you, if I told you it was, but he gets thoughts that, that are contrary to what the Word of God says and tries to pull him down. His thoughts are condemnation. Listen, Jesus never condemns us. The Holy Spirit just convicts us. If you have condemnation about your life is not good, you're not doing what's right, da-da-da-da-da-da, you, you've never been good enough. Listen, any condemnation comes from the devil. you got to know that. Now listen, we got to have the right attitude. <laughs> I think I've said this before. Sometimes we just don't want the right attitude. Listen, before we get off here, I'm going to tell you this about peanuts. Linus, or Lucy says to Linus, boy, do I feel crabby. Linus says, can I help can I help you? Linus, always willing to be of assistance. Just take my my place in front of the TV while I get you a nice snack. Sometimes we all need a little pampering to help us feel better. Isn't that true? Linus returns with a sandwich, a chocolate chip cookie, and a glass of milk. Now, he asks, is there anything else I can get you? Is there anything I can haven't thought of? And Lucy takes the tray and saying, yes, there's one thing and I haven't thought of. She screams, I don't want to be feel better. I don't want to be better. I don't want to feel better. How many times you know that you, you can say that about yourself? But listen, you have to know what God thinks about you. You have to renew your mind to what he says. Listen to what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. You know this scripture. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? God says, I have good thoughts about you. 
I want you to live a godly life, and I want you to be a great influence and witness on the earth. But how do you do that? How do you do that? I don't want to feel better, some people would say. I don't want to do better. Well, guess what? There isn't much God can do about it then. He gave his son for us, who died for us. He gave us his word. But if we don't want to, if we don't want to get into it and begin to pursue him and seek him, We'll just stay the way we were. Paul says, the thoughts that are contrary to God's thoughts may be brought, uh, must be brought captive to the obedience of the word of God. Be the transforming of your mind, the renewing of your mind, the transforming, being more like Jesus. That's what we're supposed to be, like imitators of Jesus, dear children, it says. That's how we're supposed to be. And listen, how do we do that? We have to take heed to what we hear, what we see, and what we do. Colossians 3.10 says, let's read 3.9. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man. You, have you put off the old man? Listen, we got that's a constant thing, my friends, putting off the old man and put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. My friends, <laughs> renewed in the knowledge of the one that saved us. The one that's going to take us home. You know, it's so important that we do that. Where's your mind? If you got any depression tonight, just push that off and begin to say what God says about you. Begin to cooperate with him. He has greater things for you than you could even imagine. Uh, you know, and then it said earlier, I read Colossians 3, 2. Set your mind. Put your mind on the things of God. Amen? Choose to come out of the, the, the bad attitudes or uh, negative attitudes and get on board with what God's doing today in the earth. We only got a few minutes left. I just listen. Isaiah twenty six three says, uh, "He will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon you, on Him." And so we keep our minds set. Amen. We want to do that and bring every thought into captivity. Now, before I have to get off here because we're rolling along, and like next week we'll continue with some of this. Uh, uh, five things. What do I really think and believe? Does it line up with the Word of God? You have to ask yourself, this is an ongoing thing. I made the comment the other night, the other day at church, I got up and I remember 40, almost 47 years ago, I gave my heart to Christ in a, in a hotel room. But I can't stop renewing my mind. I can't stop seeking the Lord. And now I don't want to run my race to, and fall off at the end and not do what he asked me to do. Secondly, how does God want me to think? Well, a lot of scriptures about that. Philippians 4.8 is a good one. Think on these things. It tells you what kind of things to think on. Three, are my thoughts God's thoughts? Do I think like him? Do I act like him? That's why uh, this other part we're going to talk about maybe next week or maybe the following week is how to behave like a Christian, how to, how to have the right attitudes. Am I practicing God's thoughts? That's another one. Am I living out the thoughts of God, uh, uh, thoughts of God every day in my everyday life? That's what renewing the mind is all about. Amen. I hope you're getting some out of this because I'm getting excited about what God is doing in my own life. Amen. We got to do it for ourselves. We got to get in there and study his word and renew our minds so we can be know the perfect will of God for our lives. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that your word, <laughs> you exalted your word above your own name. May we do so too. So that word will renew our hearts and minds to be like you, that we can do the things that we're called to do in this day and this hour, Jesus. We can, we'll be imitators of Jesus, going about doing good as he did, 
destroying the works of the devil because that's why we need to renew our mind. It's not all about us. It's all about him and the kingdom. And so we just thank you for that. I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice tonight. We'll do that very thing. Begin to study the word and pursue God and renew their mind. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good to be with you as always. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.